The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Big tech earnings this week. We're going to tackle Alphabet, the big focus for 2024. Can Google prove itself as an AI leader or is its golden goose advertising at risk of disruption? Today, looking for the next great alternative. It's Monday, January 29th. Welcome to the Tech Check Podcast. I'm Deirdre Bosa with Mark Gilbert. Hey, Mark. Hello, Dee. What's going on? How are you? This week, as you said, five out of the Mag 7 report earnings. And today we're just doing Alphabet, but it's a big week for us. Alphabet earnings are tomorrow after the after the bell. And really our, our big question today, the big focus, Google's dominance in search. And is that under pressure? As new you know, AI-powered search startups begin cropping up, what is at stake for, for Google, for Sundar Pichai, for Alphabet? And D, is Google in trouble here? You know, I always roll my eyes a little bit because we've been hearing this for like the past 18 months, right? Since ChatGPT exploded onto the scene, what's going to happen with Google when really it's helped develop like the foundational technology? But I mean, it is this existential question, right? It's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen tomorrow. It's been the dominant search engine, but someone disrupted Ask Jeeves once upon a time, AltaVista, Yahoo Finance, that was Google. And, you know, the threat to search that generative AI poses is probably like the most most likely or credible threat in years that we've seen to Google. And it kind of has been hanging over its earnings quarter after quarter since ChatGPT exploded onto the scene. Um, so can it innovate fast enough? We know that it has the technology, but can it create like a killer use case for generative AI? Um, and can it keep up with basically like not just the bings as we're going to talk about, but some of these upstarts that are being built in the age of generative AI. Right. So I'm going to, I want to read you a quote because you really like this quote. So I'm going to read it to you and get your reaction. So Bank of America today wrote with AI positioning as the top debate on the stock, we see 2024 as a crucial year for Google, which could help establish Google as either an AI leader or at risk for further search erosion. And then, you know, erosion, as you just said, is going to be tough. We look, we looked at some data, the market share for search engines over the past year, it's completely flat, right? Not even, not Microsoft, not DuckDuckGo, which offers sort of this like privacy focused search browser, chat mm-hmm. GPT, nothing has made a dent in market share so far. Let me go back a moment to that B of A line, right? Either Google as an AI leader or at risk of further search erosion. That is nice and sounds really exciting, but I would actually predict it's not going to be that exciting because what happened last quarter? It was cloud. It wasn't even AI. The cloud numbers disappointed and that threw everything else out. They had better than expected results. So (laughs) it's not going to happen soon. And there is this idea that like the street loves to talk about where is Google in this AI search. But I think like as a whole, Microsoft isn't going to be able to just talk about it and co-pilot and how many users they've signed up. It's going to have to be like real revenues, real earnings per share. And it's not going to be like an NVIDIA or an AMD where the story is like that straightforward. But it is interesting to consider this like new crop of generative 
AI upstarts that are native, right? I mentioned this, they were built in this era, making a run at the king. Um, they would not register in a market share chart, but they are reimagining search as a whole. And I find myself talking about them more and more um, here in tech when I just talk to people and they say, you know, I'm using perplexity more or so-and-so. I do GPT and I'm not looking on Google. And even myself, I rely on Google less and I spend a lot of my time trying out all these different chatbots. Um, so we've talked about perplexity. That's sort of the buzziest one startup, especially because it's backed by Jeff Bezos and NVIDIA and Shopify CEO Tobias Lutke just has this and Susan Wojcicki too, I <laughs> have to mention. So it just has right. this it sort like of has this like murder row of, yeah, yeah. of investors and people backing it. I mean, I, I do think perplexity is interesting and you and I both have played around on it. Perplexity is basic. Um, basic, uh, you know, function is that you type in a search result and instead of giving you, you know, in infinity uh, links like Google does, uh, it gives you sort of a summation, right? It gives you like one answer, uh, which sort of, and it, and it tracks its sources and it tries to really answer that one question for you summarized at the top. But honestly, it's not that different than BARD or ChatGPT. It's just, and I was talking to someone about this recently, just said the user interface is so much better and the follow-up questions are better and it's fast. Let's not underestimate that because we were trying out a new one this morning called ARC. Um, yeah. And it's the company and they released ARC Search over the weekend. So we looked at uh, Paris Olympics and it shows you that it's reading six web pages and then it neatly lays out the dates, the host city, new sports at the Olympics and some other facts. There's no ads and it's a pretty clean user interface as well. But let me say, Mark, it was slow. It was very yeah. slow. I did think that was interesting, right? It's sort of like, what are you sacrificing for um, for sort of like slickness and uh, and like this very pretty, nice user interface? Um, I'm really interested in Arc. I, I've been a user of its some of its web browsers, and it creates really pretty, polished, user friendly. Uh, mm -hmm. This user friendly brow browser called Arc. Uh, the parent company is actually called the Browser Company of New York. Um, and this this was really interesting for me. This is their second big product called Arc Search, and I opened it up on my phone. And yeah, you do get this sort of like one you know, box of, of, uh, of answers to your search question. I thought it, it worked really well for recipes. You know, I, I looked up recipes and it would sort of give you like the, instead of Google for recipes where you just get sort of like, I don't know, you look up like homemade pizza and there's just sort of like a, an unlimited scroll of all these different ideas. And you kind of have to like click into each one to be like, does this one look good? Does this one look good? And this sort of gave you more of like a summation, like, hey, here's how it gen how long it generally takes to make the dough at home. And these are the kinds of ingredients that you need. And this is the sort of step-by-step -step process. I found that really interesting, but I agree with you 100%. <laughs> watching it, wa watching it search read. and sort of work and read, yeah, was... was uh, but that is only going to get quicker and quicker, right? Some of these inputs are going to come down. Um, what I liked about it was like building your website for you. And it really felt like that. It was giving me like a website on the Paris Olympics that was like easy to read. And like you said, like kind of a pleasure to look at. Whereas Google, you're like assaulted with Twitter X links and different websites. You got to make sure you're clicking on the right one, right? And news sources. And like, there's a lot of information there. It's just not set up that totally. nice. Yeah, no, but completely. like. So, so I will say though, I guess I, whenever I do a Google search, I'm one of these users that gets the generative AI experimental search as well. Um, and that like, sometimes when I go to Google just to do a search, which I still do just as much as I go to some of the others, um, I like that experimental search, the gen AI response that you get at the top. Sometimes I'll just read that. And if you think that Google is going to incorporate that more then it's free, right? Let's, let's also actually our 
is Mark was free, free too, yeah, too yeah, yeah. right? That's interesting. You use and you didn't have to make uh, you didn't have to make an account. Yeah, perplexity. Um, you pay for, but it's also extremely fast. So, anyways, the whole idea though is that these websites are using chatbots. They're not actually developing them, right? Like Arc and a perplexity, like Google is. But the whole idea behind them is that they're making it really easy to use and the UI, the user interface is just so much better. Google could do it. They could like flip a switch and do it, but they're not going to do that without thinking about this giant golden goose that they're advertising business that is expected to pull in $65.8 well, billion dollars exactly. tomorrow night. I mean, that's, that's what I was going to say is that if you do a Google search right now, it is, uh, you know, and I've, there's been articles written about this, but, um, you know, a lot of the 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 real estate on that page is really cluttered, and it's taken up by you know their sponsored uh, their sponsored results, and on the side there's you know display ads. Uh, you know, it's it's pretty cluttered, and I, I think it's not you know not just Google and Alphabet that have that have uh, you know kind of succumbed to this, but it's also Amazon, right? If you search yeah. like Tide Pods on Amazon, it's really hard to figure it Terrible out. Terrible experience. It is. I, yeah, I hate the Amazon. Like, Sorry. It's been like gamified and sort of SEOified, such that like there's yes. all these like weird people trying to like prey on you for like to save two cents, and you like don't know which yeah. one. You know, you're it, it's very unclear who you're buying from, and then there's tons of sponsored sponsored um, results. And then, you know, even I would say if you've used the, the main Facebook app, which uh, you probably haven't wow, recently, it's been a while. I know, but if you open up the original blue Facebook app, it's, it's not as cluttered by advertising, but it's cluttered. I mean, it's just cluttered by <laughs> products and features and stuff that they've sort of stuffed. I know stuff that I like clicked on follow 10 years ago that somehow yeah. still there. I will say I love Facebook Marketplace. That's the last thing I'll say about that. It got oh, me back on love. the app. That's 100%. <laughs> that is my that is my the only reason I think I still have the Facebook app is because of Facebook Marketplace. Totally. I, I agree. So okay, when Google reports tomorrow night, we're not really going to be talking about is search going to be totally disrupted? Is this business going to go away? Um, what's going to be really important are the cloud numbers, because I said earlier in this pod that that's kind of what sunk the quarter last time. So that's going to be important as it will be for Microsoft and AWS. And let that be my way of throwing a little bit of cold water on everything's going to revolve around generative AI. Like, yeah, it's cool. It's going to be this huge shift. But when we're looking at the earnings results of the last quarter, still very much about cloud. That's where like a lot of the profitability comes from at Amazon particular, not necessarily at Google, but it's also building up this cloud business, right? When we talked about scaling back on some of its other bets, we didn't mention cloud there because they seem so committed to it. And you know, you'll know, you also hear things like it's just the beginning of this. So, so that'll be important. And I would say too, that like relative to some of the other mega caps, Google is like kind of cheap. If you look at the growth expectations versus an AMD versus even a Microsoft or the PE ratios. Right, I, you know, I... <laughs> I was thinking about the two groups, two groups of people who really love a narrative shift and it's <laughs> like Wall Street and financial analysts and then it's Silicon Valley. And it is really <laughs> I was wild. Say, you're, you're calling me out here. <laughs> I, but no, but it is it is really wild to think because I'm reading I, I am reading all this research we both did this morning about alphabet earnings. And it is all about this like generative AI promise. But, you know, a year ago, a year and a half ago none of these these notes were like this and they were all talking about Google Cloud and it was all about like the fight with AWS and that was the focus for Microsoft as well and it was like yeah. you know it was like you know, these things were are are still growing at at you know uh uh 
you know, double digit. Double digit. Yeah, exactly. Percentages. Uh, and so it's just so funny. Although, and the, the one big caveat to, to myself, I'm going to say, play a little devil's advocate, is that these, these AI tools are going to be the way that the new cloud contracts are, are sold. You know, like when yeah. you're selling Microsoft cloud contracts now, you're going to say, hey, look at these, you know, we can support your, your AI efforts. So they're right. kind of but one does of the that, same. Does that replace some of the, like, is it new IT spend or new spending? Exactly. Or, I, so, yeah. but yeah, we're calling it cloud still matters. Cloud's still going to be the most important <laughs> catalyst. Yeah. And advertising <laughs> revenue, as you put it, yeah, it's 80% Which, of, of total sales. I mean, just the basics of ad revenue, how's the macro economy doing? That's going to exactly. be a really big driver for and YouTube, for some YouTube as well. Totally. Um, so anyways, we'll be following um, Alphabet tomorrow. After, but we'll be following all the big tech earnings. So make sure you check in again with us tomorrow. See you deep. What kind of fun is waiting for you at King's Island? The holy cow, we're way too high and here comes the drop kind of fun. The make a splash all summer kind of fun. The I can't believe I ate that whole funnel cake. Let's get another kind of fun. But most importantly, at King's Island, you'll find for the fun of it kind of fun. Don't wait to start your fun this season. King's Island is now open weekends. 